on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were On A Break podcast. We are on season four, episode 16, the one with the fake party. It's a cringy one. It's, you're gonna have to hold on. I realized, we're Katie and Chloe, we talk about friends. (laughs) This one is one of the ones that I want to fast forward through a little bit, because I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see some of this. You know, I realized when I watched this one, I was like, damn, I skipped this one, because it's it's one of the rare episodes of Friends that I don't, like, have memorized. Mm. And then when I was watching it, I was like, this is going to be in the permanent rotation. This oh, it's so great. so fucking funny. It's great, but it's it has so its... so funny. It's got its Michael Scott moments, for sure, where you're just like, this is cringe, stop it. <laughs> Rachel just, she goes full cringe, and she has I, to. I love cringe, though, so I don't me know too. why in my head I kept skipping this one. Well... For me, like, do you like Curb Your Enthusiasm cringe? Oh, I do. I love See, Curb. It's too much for me. I, I get real curb. stressed. Nathan, for you, mm. uh, the rehearsal. The rehearsal is so cringy at times that, like, that's that's a show where I hit my limit at times. But it's still so good. Just anything. I love the Scott's Tots episode of The oh Office. Oh my god, you're so... one of so... my all-time faves. I love it. If it's gonna raise the hair on the back of your neck, I'm in it. See, I... <laughs> ugh, ugh, I can't handle that. I hate it so much. Oh, I... I'm so excited to talk about this one. So much happens. Before we talk about that, though, Katie, I have to tell you how I started my morning. I'm really excited because all I got was a text that said... I have something to tell you on the podcast. And I was like, oh my god, sounds serious. And then the next one, it's about my cat. Oh, okay. All right. So that's what I got. So what happened this morning? So as you guys may or may not know, and who knows what will have happened by the time this episode comes out, but I'm recording this on a Sunday. Okay. And currently, California is gearing up for Hurricane Hillary. Okay. We're all battening down the hatches. We're all getting ready for the storm of the century. I'm it hasn't so... happened in L.A. since 1939. We don't know what to expect, <laughs> The right? way that you're and... leading us up. <laughs> I'm sweating! Which, by the time this episode comes out, maybe we're in the midst of it still. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe I can't get this episode up because we have no power. We'll find no, out. I think... But... It'll be today, and then tomorrow we'll be back up and running, like usual. Well, in preparation last night, Nolan and I went around. We sealed shut all the windows. We took the fan out of the the bedroom window, all of that stuff. It was fucking hot and humid as hell last night. Yeah, so very we wake humid. Up at, we woke up at like 6 a.m., and I'm like, Nolan, it's so hot in here. So he's like, let me just open the window a little bit. So you open the window. We go back to sleep. Uh-oh. Now, something you guys should know. We have screens on okay. our window. Something you should know is that my cats love to jump up in the window and lay down and perch there and just bathe in sun and feel the warm breeze on their little fat asses. Um, Did the screen break and the cat so fell through? <laughs> as soon as as soon as we, we fall asleep, I'm awoken to the sound of a crash. Is it spoons or is it, who is it? Well, I'm like still half asleep. Nolan jumps up right away. He's all ready to go. He's like, 
I, he's like, uh-oh, the screen's off the window. And I'm just like, yeah, well, let's just make sure the cats are inside. And Nolan knows immediately that the screen has fallen off the window, taking with it spoons, <laughs> the cat. I knew it was spoons. Are, it's such a spoons It's thing. a spoons move. He's 11 pounds. He's such a big boy. He perched his little, little arse in the window. And fell asleep, and it, it's not a screen that's, like, super securely attached. The screen so, said, I'm giving out today. Sorry. So Nolan's like, oh, my God, I know the cat's outside. I'm still trying to, like, have a little bit of hope. Because we don't let the cats outside. They are indoor only. Okay. Spoon's, his big life dream is to be an outdoor cat. He's always <laughs> trying to run out the door. Why won't he, you let this man be both? He he walks. Sometimes I watch him when he's out on the patio. I'll take oh, him okay. on the little patio outside, but like never beyond that. Okay. So finally we're like, okay, this cat's definitely outside. He didn't come when we shook the treat box. He's outside. Like <laughs> he's not coming for treats. He's outside. So we have to run out in our pajamas in the rain while a hurricane is on its way searching for our cat. And I'm like, of course. Of course, Spoons picks the day of the hurricane to get lost. We might never find this cat again. Right, right. So we're running around in our pajamas and yelling, Spoons, which our neighbors (laughs) probably don't know that we have a cat or that his name is Spoons. They're just like these crazy fucking people walked up on our property. What time is it, too? It's like 7.30 in the morning. And we look all over the place and we cannot find this cat. I'm like, oh my God, this cat's going to get lost in the hurricane. I'm actually pretty chill because I'm like, <laughs> Nolan's like freaking out a little bit. And in my head, I'm like, he's silently I can tell he's freaking out. And I silently to myself, I'm like, you know what? I know spoons. Like this hurricane could take down our building. Like it could take out, it could wipe out all of Santa Monica and he will find our way back. Oh, definitely. He'll find his way back to us. I was like, this cat, he's always going to come back. He's like a can of Chef Boyardee. He's going to find his way to the front (laughs) fucking door. He's going to roll his way back. Yeah, he'll be there. So we're yelling for him and he must have heard our voices because I had run past the mailbox in this little area of our apartment and he wasn't there. And Nolan and I are, like, at the hill at the bottom of our apartment complex, like, what do we do? Where do you think he went? And then we hear his little meows, and he must have come out of his little hiding place because he was in the middle of the rain outdoors where he's never been before, and he starts meowing for us. And we go back up the hill, and he's near our mailbox. (laughs) Is he wet? He's a little damp. (laughs) He's just looking at me and, like, crying. You know what, Spoons? (laughs) You'll never try to go outside again, you motherfucker. I pick him up, and we're like, okay, let's go back. And we're walking through the rain, and he's, like, (laughs) all pissed off that he's getting wet. (laughs) We take him back inside. He has been so well-behaved through the rest of the day. He's terrified. He he's like, oh my God. He gave himself a full bath as soon as we <laughs> entered. He like bit off all his toes. Like he loves to chomp down on his toes. Damn. To he's okay. a very clean guy. He, okay. He cleaned himself. He's all good. He's been a sleepy boy. Has not gotten back in the window. I bet he hasn't. <laughs> he's never so, going to get back in it again until you move. 
So little boy almost got lost in the storm, but okay. he is back now. I'm so happy he's found, but my heart is so broken because this man loves a window. All he loves is a window. In Chicago, he loved the windows. Here, loves he loves it. the window. They've betrayed him. <laughs> they let him down. And in my head, I was like, you know, maybe... Okay. I should also... <laughs> I should also give the listener the detail that we're on the second floor of the building (laughs) and there's like a little tiny like what would you call it like there's like a little tiny part that sticks out where my neighbors like a little part of roofing that sticks out not much yeah I'm just imagining his big ass breaking through the window and then him barrel rolling (laughs) off the overhang stop and I can't get over it. And he must have landed on his feet. He's, <coughs> he's perfectly fine. Not a scratch on him. I'm just like... If I fell out of a window, I'd be so fucked up. He falls out of a window. And, I mean, and that's why they say cats have nine lives. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So that's how my morning started. We're all fine now. <sighs> the babies are back. <laughs> How long do you think he was out? So, well, no, because he heard the crash and got up. So he wasn't outside for long. It must have been five long. minutes. And I was confused because I was, like, dead asleep. I don't even right. think I heard the crash. I woke yeah. up to Nolan being like, you can't. oh, the screen's off. So yeah. I thought, oh, maybe he's been outside for, like, an hour and we slept through the screen going off. I but see. Nolan okay. woke up. So it, he must have only been out there for, like, five minutes. Um, and that was enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> he was really crying out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, I wouldn't want to... Fa- Can you imagine falling out of a window and just being in the rain and having no idea what's going on? You're just like, wait a second. I was and asleep falling, falling inside. Two stories? Asleep. He was asleep. <laughs> he was dead. He. I don't know if he landed on the bush outside or if he landed on the concrete. But Does anybody like- have any ring cameras? Is there any way that you could locate any no, footage? I don't think there's any ring camera on that side of the Shoot. building. Although, you know what? There is one at one side that maybe in the if we got the footage, we maybe see his little body in the distance. We need something. We need we some. We need to see it. Definitely. But- Spoon I'm happy he's okay. okay. He's yeah. fine. Imagine that happened in Chicago. He just falls the 16 stories. I'm not sure that building. the story would be the same. I don't think he would have. <laughs> he would he, be. Oh, he fell he out. A hot flight on like the back of a pigeon. He like. <laughs> it like lands him safely to the ground. I honestly now, don't think anything could like happen to this cat. I think yeah. this cat will be around until he's like 30. I think. This cat's going to dance on my grave. I really don't see, like, a, a future where something, knock on wood, happens to this cat. Oh, Spoonie. He's and the moment excited. you started the story, I was like, oh, Spoons fell out of the window. Fuck. I was like, Spoons <laughs> literally fell out of that window. He said, yeet. <laughs> and yeah. in the rain, oh, poor buddy. Yeah. So we almost had a little hurricane spoony incident, but <laughs> he's traumatized. Oh my god! And you're gonna have to show him in a couple of weeks when you get a different screen or when you put it back on that it's okay. But maybe it isn't okay. Maybe it's too big for the screen. <laughs> maybe that's just not his sunning spot anymore. 
Maybe we need to get him a chair next well, to the we, like, area. we, like, never have that window open. Like, usually we have a fan in that window, because it's not super I secure. see. So he never goes in that window, so he was so excited. He, okay, he saw a new window, new yeah. opportunity, and got, got. Yeah. So, goodness. And it didn't work out. But <laughs> oh man, but yeah. that was great! Thank you for the journey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm happy spoons is okay. I'm happy everything is okay. Um. Oh, also, very important. Almost as important as the hurricane. Uh, mm. give me, give me your thoughts on the Barbie movie. Now we can talk about this movie. Now we can break it oh, down. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Nope, that isn't correct. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that left me not loving it. I don't know what, Mm -hmm. but let me tell you everything that I loved about it. Just like the way that Barbie land looked Um. and the way like the opening scene and seeing the, 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 them playing with baby dolls and then the Barbies. It was really, really iconic because I played with both. Mm -hmm. I was a huge baby doll bitch and Barbies, but Amy was more into Barbies, but I really, really loved them. So and you know what my favorite Barbie was because I was so into... Okay, let me tell you how weird I was. <laughs> As a child, around October, I would get pregnant, quote unquote. And Christmas was my due date. And that's when I was going to have my baby. I would put on a leotard. Mm-hmm. And I would put a blanket in my stomach and wear dresses. All day, I was pregnant for months <laughs> leading up to Christmas. How many years did right? you do this? Was this just one year? Or was this every, this was an annual thing? This was a lot of years. This was a lot You're of like, years. like, yeah, I graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, October's coming up soon, so I'm going to be pregnant. So I was just super obsessed with childbirth. I was watching like the TLC oh, baby, story? baby shows. Yes. yes. And like Same. the Discovery Health Channel, baby birthing, the animal planet, being birthed. I was obsessed with birth. I don't know what was wrong <laughs> with me. And I wanted to be an obstetrician. Anyway, so they came out with Midge. Midge was my favorite Midge. Barbie ever. Pregnant Midge. Midge was incredible because she was a, a normal Barbie in a purple dress with red hair, may I add. And she had a magnetic stomach mm-hmm. that held a very tiny baby inside. And she came with like a little bassinet and everything. It was perfect. It was my baby doll world mm-hmm. and Barbie with red hair, like literally mixed. So when she popped up on the screen, I literally screamed. <laughs> I, it was like I had seen a celebrity. My mom was like, Kitty, oh my God, get your color, please. My mom also shushed me many times throughout the movie because I was laughing so loudly <laughs> that she was like, I'm going to miss part of it. Stop laughing. It's so uh, funny. So they're so funny. The only thing that I thought we could have used less of, do you remember the scene where, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, turn it off now because I'm going to describe scenes. Thank you. Skip ahead a little bit. Okay, I gave him a moment to turn it off. Um, So... You know when they're like running through Mattel, yeah, and it's like, it's like very Scooby Doo esque. Like I liked it, but I did I it, I don't know. I didn't feel like we needed it for that long. And then the men fighting each other scene, <laughs> the Kens with the song, and, d- d- or before like the I love, but di- I just all of it. It felt like too much. Mm. I don't know if the song needed to be shorter 
or whatever. I mean, once, like, the outfits changed and they were, like, in the, you know, the pink and blue room thing, like, that was great. But I don't know. Some parts of it felt too long for me, but I also cried at the mm-hmm. end. I don't know. I keep thinking about it and being like, it worked so well, yeah. but I want to change stuff about it because nothing really happened. I get what you're saying. I I loved it. I thought like the tone of it, the goofiness is like right up my alley. It was great. It was exactly what I want yeah. from a movie. Looked beautiful. I wanted to be in Barbie world. I feel like mm-hmm. I would have just loved to see more of Barbie world before like before we go into the real world, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I did see it like a month ago, but I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to take Nolan there in like two days. Love. Hurricane Love. willing. Um, but we're going to go see it again. But I loved it. I loved that they did so much research. Like everything was so they, yeah. accurate to like the history right. of Barbie. The Barbies. But there, you're mm-hmm. right. There was like, there was just something missing for me. I don't know. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was either. I don't know if it's just because like, it felt like there wasn't enough of a resolution or like, I don't know. To me, I thought it was too short. It was like an hour and 45 mm. minutes. I could have done with a cool two hours, but it's always better to leave them wanting more than being too long. I really liked the message Mm -hmm. of the ending of like, basically it's okay to feel and it's okay to be human and it's, it's hard, you know? And like, or that's what I, that's what I took from it of her like being like, it's okay that this being a human is hard and yet you're still choosing that life, you know? I really, really enjoyed that part of it. And I loved the last scene when she was, we all think that she's going to, go to a job interview and she's going to a gynecologist appointment (laughs) that I mean she literally became a human and got a vagina that's fucking incredible um uh I wonder if that happened to the little mermaid well it had to have right well she probably still had a vagina as a mermaid when she becomes a human doesn't she grow a vagina I would think right I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and in the background he goes what (laughs) Well, yeah, because the other side of that combo was all he heard was grow Nolan a vagina. And he's thinking, to. huh. She grows legs. Legs that Yeah, so she has to have no. a... Yeah, okay, great. See? She that, for sure. Question answered. Really Thank you. I that Disney had taken the opportunity to delve into that more. Yeah, right? Thank you, Mattel, yeah. for doing that for us. It's vagina shaming, frankly. <laughs> and I think it's important. But it, it, it had... All of the pieces that it, well, I was going to say it had all the pieces that it needed, but I feel like one was missing, but I don't know what it was. I thought, oh my gosh. Did he just make you a sandwich and put it down? What is this? Is this a grilled cheese? Yeah. (gasps) Thank you. Wow. Oh my God. I was literally going to ask you to make me one after the show. I know. On uh, Love Island, um, when they eat grilled cheeses, they call them cheese toasties. So she's eating a cheese toasty, and there was a gorgeous cheese pull. Let me just say that what's happening over there is sexual. I hope you can hear on it. an every cheese lope. They probably can't because I was absolutely talking over it. I'm doing it right at the mic. It's not giving ASMR. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it's giving person next to me chewing. The lines on my <laughs> garage band went up a lot, so I'm assuming they. they you're like on my end. It's really good. Oh, thank you, babe. This looks so good. 
I mean, I've been watching him make you something, like, from behind, and it was absolutely gorgeous. I didn't know he was making me that. And I feel like a um, grilled cheese is a perfect rainy day, like, mm-hmm. treat. Like, that is the perfect thing to eat. At some point today, I'm going to make, like, potatoes. I don't know why, but I'm like, potatoes and rain is good. Oh, my is God, good. I was going to make a potato casserole for dinner. Oh my, look at us in oh our my God, rain mind. minds think alike. Should we talk about the one with the fake party? <sighs> I forgot, yeah. <laughs> I, I think this was good preamble. We had a cat falling out of a window. We had a movie review. Why am I like, okay, well, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good see one. You, you were like, let's talk about it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's, let's dive in. Um, the one with the fake party aired on March 19th, 1998 was directed by Michael Lembeck and written by Shanna Goldberg, Scott Silvery, and Alicia Skye Varinitis. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that correctly. It sounds Greek. I like it. it I'm just going to say it sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to chill. Like, I'm just out here making fun of everybody's name, and it's sort of the rudest thing. Might make you cut it, but it does. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No. no, We're just going to have to do this one in chronological order because there's, like, only one storyline, basically. Um, Yeah, they're all all in the room. I mean, there's a little bit of Phoebe and Joey, but that's kind of it. Um, We open at the purple apartment, and Phoebe is looking for something to eat. She is pregnant. She can't find anything. Her heightened pregnancy sense of smell leads her to Joey in the shower eating a bologna sandwich and a pickle. And that's when she realizes that she's craving meat and nothing sounds good to her. And obviously this is a conflict since she's a vegetarian. So that's going to be her plot line. Here's my issue. I'm all about a snack in a bath, in a shower, a a shower drink. (laughs) It's incredible. Do it. There is no way that you could eat a sandwich with wet hands. <laughs> now, if he, he was, like, it. eating the sandwich first, and no, no, because we saw it. There wasn't any toasty lines on there. That shit was just bread. Just, I don't understand how he was washing his hair and eating the sandwich, because the sandwich would be wet. I don't know. The pickle sounds Like good. chips. Pickle's fine. You could probably eat a chip. In there too, you know? I've eaten snacks in the shower, but it's more so like I turned on the shower and then I'm eating a snack and then I'm gonna get in the shower. <laughs> so before I fully submerge, I finish my snack and then I submerge. I'll eat a snack in a bath. Then nothing feels more white trash to me though than like taking a can of something into the shower and like drinking it. Like I've had a soda in the shower just for whimsy and it was not mm-hmm. my thing. I was like. <laughs> Why did I need to do this? A joint in the bath or shower. Okay, a joint in the bath, I get. A joint in the shower? Yeah, you can work it out. (laughs) Because, like, you can, like... I'm literally smoking a joint right now. Sometimes I smoke joints literally during this podcast. It's very ethereal. I don't even know if people know that about me. Like, sometimes I'm just out here, uh, I was going to say, vibing. I keep waiting for a funny opportunity to crunch on this. I'm, like, waiting for there to be... I was going to say, you can just eat your... Like, this is our podcast. We're allowed to smoke and eat. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe take that in the shower. Absolutely. Because it's crunchy enough, you know, and the steam wouldn't make the bread, like, get all soggy. But the shower with a joint, it has to be a shower where you're not washing your Mm -hmm. hair and you're going to smoke some of the joint when you get in and then you're going to put it out and then take your shower. Because you can't, I mean, you can't, like, do both. It will get wet. Here's my pitch. And I think this would work for smokers across the board. Nicotine, joints, all of that. Little tiny, uh, little tiny joint umbrellas. They have a little Sweet. little plastic thing, and then you can just whoop, just go put it around it, and then you can smoke out in the rain. You can smoke in the shower. There's a little umbrella over it. <laughs> you gonna write this down? No, I'm going to look it up. You think this exists? Maybe it does. A joint Joint. or a cigarette shield, we could call it, if we want to be classy. No, I want to see joint umbrella. Like, I want it to have a little... I also have some whimsy. Okay, so it exists. Mm, What? But it's not like a literal umbrella. It's called a raw ash catcher. And... It's normally like you, let me show you a photo of it so you can see mature content, view an app, don't have app. I'm 18! Please! Okay. A raw ash catcher. I'll just zoom in. That's not... So... What the hell? See? See how it's like that? Yeah, but I want it you to can... shield the thing so that it doesn't get uh, wet. Is that what that's for? What you're thinking is you want it to look like this yeah. with a umbrella from a drink from a tiki yeah. place, which is what I, you know what? I'm literally going to post this on my Instagram story. But, this is perfect for the hurricane today. But made out of like a material that's not just like paper. Like it's actually durable. Yes. I want that. Can you make that for me? I'll go on Shark Tank with you. Thank you. No, no. I don't want to no. be involved, baby. I just no, want to buy it. No, Oh, damn. She's going to make dun, me work. Dun, 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 oh, but like, dun, 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 is this where dun, I could be dun, like a CEO? Dun, dun. Hi, sharks. Today, <laughs> I am here to solve one of life's biggest problems. Guys, as you know, recently, Hurricane Hillary hit California. The first hurricane that Los Angeles has seen since 1939. Now, this poses a big problem. <coughs> what are we going to do about all the stony balonies who live on the California coastline? Introducing <laughs> the joint umbrella. Now, you'll see my friend Katie here to demonstrate it. And that's when you come out. I'm going to put you in like one of those. Um, like, I'm going to get one of those like fake rain booth things. I don't even know if that exists. Maybe I have to invent that first. Um, and then I'm going to have you standing under. Oh, no, maybe like a shower. You're going to be in a shower thing. It'll be falling down on you, and then you light up your joint, and you smoke it. You're just there mm-hmm. to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm there to get high mm-hmm. and demonstrate. I think Robert would go for it. I think Mark would go for it. Mark Cuban seems like he is into marijuana. See, Lori's out. you think Shark Tank, and I think classic infomercial, where it opens up on a gray screen, and I'm <laughs> trying to light a joint, and it's wet, way. and it's like... Don't you hate when you're trying to smoke a joint and it just keeps getting wet? <laughs> well, we have the solution for you. And then it makes that noise and then, like, she turns around. We got to make I both. Think, I need to see both episodes well, of this. Well, if you want to do an infomercial, then we got to get Lori on board. Because she is the queen of the infomercials on Shark Tank. 
I think I've watched two episodes of Shark Tank. I don't know as much about it oh, as you do, man, but the do way that you Tank. are describing this show, oh my god. I there's to know about Shark Tank. And I want Robert. <laughs> no one ever goes for Robert. We want Robert. He's a nice guy. Anyway. Do these people make a lot of money off of the things that they invest in? Depends on what it is. Because they'll like... <clears throat> They'll make investments on that show that they don't end up going through with because they'll do more background checks and stuff, and then they'll, like, pull out of the deal. Um, uh. Like, it's not, like, signed, sealed, delivered, day of. But there's, like, some products, like, um, the Sponge Daddy is, like... Real, the, yeah, the Scrub the Daddy? Scrub Daddy. It's the most successful product ever to be on Shark Tank. And I think Mark I have Cuban was four the of them in my house. Wow, that's they crazy. Made buckets of money off of that. So holy shit. Okay, well, all right, there you go. Credibility there. Oh my god, friends. <laughs> Let's get back to Central Perk. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel is going to ask Josh out, and she's trying to find a nice little love letter to write for him. And he she <laughs> runs it she runs it by Chandler. Her idea is Give me a call sometime. Guys like you never go out of style. Style. I, I think that's cute. And I would do it. Imagine, mm-hmm. I, like, imagine the roles were reversed. This guy is your personal stylist. You're in love with him. You see him all the time. And then he gives you a note that says, girls like you never go out of style. <gasps> incredible. Yeah, Chandler doesn't know what he's talking about. That's cute. Don't you think that Rachel would be able just to, like, ask him out? I think that the point is that she's so used to, like, being the pursuer. Or, no, being pursued and not being the pursuer that she has no idea how to do it. Mm. Okay. And isn't this going on a little It's been long? going on for quite a long time. After they get together, he's We've... literally in, like, two episodes, and then it's done. They love to do that on Friends. They love to make the buildup so big and then, like, nothing. Whoops. Kathy's gone. Well, we know that... We know that this... <laughs> See, bitch, we know that this one ends because they were actually breaking up. Yeah, which makes it a little sadder. But still, like, we've been talking about Rachel wanting to ask this boy out for, like, four fucking episodes. I know. It's like, get to the point already, girl. Like, just we... And she gives Ross shit for it. She's like, oh, it only took you this long to ask me out. Okay, well, it's been about two weeks now of you getting this man clothes. Ask him out. Even longer, because this was even before Emily showed up. It's been like a month, at least. Jesus Christ. Oh, my (laughs) God. Just ask the man out. I'm annoyed at this point. Meanwhile, Ross and Emily arrive back. I did not remember that this happened at all at any point in the show. They arrived back from an exhibit on Victorian doorknobs. And I wrote, God bless America. I actually really like the sound of that. And I would go see that. I would go see it. That sounds like an awesome museum. detailed and cute. But it's a bad joke. That she, I pretending lo- that she stole a knob from the gift shop? No. Whoever was like, knob museum. <laughs> the door... We're going to make that the joke. I feel like they really are, like, stretching it with Ross and where he takes his dates. It's like, they're never like, oh, yeah, Ross and his date just came back from, like, the restaurant. The movie. The movie. It's always like, oh, he took her to the, like, vehicular manslaughter museum. Like, it's always something, like, crazy because he's, like, a nerd. Okay, and that's because I'm stoned, but you said vehicular manslaughter, and I was like... That sounds so... I know what that is. 
That sounds familiar. And then I was like, oh my god, it's when you hit somebody with your car. Actually, and I was like, oh my god, a museum of that. of that. He would actually, he'd go to like the, like, I don't know. <laughs> See, Scientific, okay. like, amoeba even, museum. Even though, like. Something that doesn't <laughs> exist, that they're like, science guys like that. Even though your option is really gruesome, it's so much funnier to me than the doorknob museum. Like, that's funny. Vehicular manslaughter museum? That wouldn't exist. That's hilarious. Also, it kind of undercuts the point that he makes after she leaves, which is, oh my god, like, she's so fun, and I'm so fun when I'm with her. And it's like, but you guys just came back from, like, and I would go to this Victorian doorknob museum. But it's like, couldn't they have used an example that actually did make her look fun? <laughs> if there was a museum of sorts, there would need to be a room of knobs that you like. You have to figure out which knob works. But there needs to be a like lot of different room. knobs. Yeah, I want to touch so many knobs. The idea of touching so many different doorknobs <laughs> in one room and it opening a door. That sounds awesome. I want to do that so bad. I wish this museum existed. I would go. We have we have a lot of good ideas this episode. Honestly, I think we really hit our stride at noon. Usually we record earlier. <laughs> Maybe noon Honestly, is the way to we're go. we're usually recording at like 10 in the morning or something. And I'm like, let's just get this going mm-hmm. so that I can eat my lunch. Honestly, full and blessed. That's and you know what's to different do. too is that... I ate about 10 saltines because I was like, I'm not going to make, because I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah, let's just get through it so that I can eat something. Maybe we need to start eating something before our podcast so that we're not hangry and trying to just get through it. I think we really, we're hitting our stride today and I think we need to take notes because literally the creativity is just pouring Mm. out of us. It's unmatched. Yeah, I was like, it's either that I'm stoned or that I am not so hungry that I feel famished mm-hmm. like I'm in the and it desert. Could be both. Mm-hmm. It could be both. Could be both. <laughs> but I, I had, I'm not famished. I had 10 saltines. And I just had a fucking great grilled cheese on air. So we're feeling. Uh, see, this is why I like being in control of the podcast. We can do whatever we want. I can laugh loudly into the mic. I can smoke. You it. can eat a cheese toasty. Can't do anything. Well, they will say shit about it and you'll read it on the podcast. But other than that, we can do whatever we want. Well, you know who can't do whatever she wants? Rachel. Rachel? Mm, (laughs) Fuck, man, why? And she puts the little note in the jacket that Josh is about to purchase, but then she finds out that he went on a date and realized that he's not ready to date, and now she has to frisk him to get the note back. It's the, well, congratulations, do you love her? (laughs) I, the amount of time, like, that sentence has wanted to come out of my mouth so many times. It's so funny. I relate to it so much. I love it. It's so, it's so funny. Good. It's one of my favorite things that she ever says in the show. This is truly like, we talked about how she's like already kind of on a spiral. This is the episode. Actually, no. We'll get to the episode where she really spiral. Can you believe that this isn't even her rock bottom yet because we haven't gotten to the wedding dress episode? I forgot. I love the wedding dress. She gets roped into that, though. I love the wedding dress episode. So No, but she... It's good. You know what? We'll have to talk about it when we get there. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. I love that 
I love this storyline. I'm like rediscovering this storyline because she's just so funny in this. Well, she's so good. good. I mean, some of the acting that she does in this is just fucking fantastic. It's one of those things where, and I know that Jennifer Aniston is a huge star still, and she's had a really big career. But I feel like when people talk about comedians or like comedic actresses, her name doesn't usually get tossed around, even though she's mainly done comedy. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like people think of her as like a rom-com kind of actress but she's so funny and the movies Mm -hmm. that she's in like she's in plenty of funny things that aren't really rom-coms like we are the millers and like horrible bosses and stuff like that and i honestly feel that just because like especially in these early seasons of friends like she's so young like she's obviously like one of the most beautiful people like to ever walk the earth like i feel like people kind of equate that to like she's a love interest like she's not funny but this storyline yeah. like really shows off like she is not desirable in these episodes she's just funny no. it's yeah amazing so she bursts through the door of the purple apartment and demands that they throw an impromptu surprise party for emily but it's really for joshua because she had to figure out a way to invite joshua to hang out with her and she invented this bon voyage party so everyone cancel your plans ross cancel your plans (laughs) the way she just starts throwing paper hats out of that bag at everybody (laughs) and i also love where ross is like no like i have plans we're not doing this. I'm so sorry. Like, no fake party. And then Emily gets there and she just holds up the Bon Voyage Surprise! sign. And, like, what a what a weird party <laughs> to walk in. I would be like, this is weird, but okay. Right, let's talk about this party because there's about 8,000 things that we need to talk about. Starting with the fact that Gunther is there, which I forgot happened in his I mean, I guess trip. you had... You have, because I was thinking, like, damn, this is last minute. Who are they going to get? Of yeah, course, Gunther is going to say yes if Rachel invites. Yeah, 100%. And I thought, does Josh not think it's, like, he is acting like it's kind of weird, so maybe that was into his performance a little bit. But, like, did she not think that he would think it's weird that he's at an incredibly intimate, like, eight person get together and they, like, don't know each other at all? Uh, I. it's uncomfortable babe it's uncomfortable (laughs) and in the meantime we're getting this storyline of monica telling emily all about ross as a kid we get a callback to b who drinks tea his old lady like alter ego from when he was a child and this episode was really making me think, like, I know that in the later episodes we're, like, supposed to hate Emily or whatever, but she's so endearing in this episode. She's so pumped She is about very endearing. And Rachel points that out to us later as mm-hmm. well, how great she is, too. Yeah, it's like, this is really, I really like these moments before we steer into the territory of, like, oh, she's just, like, a controlling bitch. It's like, I, I like that we get to see her be, like, enthusiastic. Listen, I've watched and watched and watched these episodes over and over and over again. And I am on Emily's side. Absolutely. They did her so Girl, if that shit happened to me, I would literally be doing the exact same thing. You think I'm gonna... You think I'm gonna... 
we got married you said her name and then i i showed up to go on the honeymoon and you were going with rachel i literally like think i invented this podcast so that we could talk about that episode it's one of I my all-time but i've been i have watched it over and over and over again in the past couple of weeks and i it is oh my god i cannot <laughs> wait oh my god i was always like i hate emily no i don't fuck you guys i did this like to her emily. and i oh, you guys don't know the real friendship between Ross and Rachel. Well, clearly there's more going on. Oh, I can't. And all, all the meat. Well, She's trying to get with him. To... Oh, I'm so stressed. <laughs> You're spiraling. <laughs> I'm just like her at this party. But not as much as Rachel's spiraling because first she's playing hard to get. Then she's yes. choking on a cherry that she. I had quote this all the time. Every time I see a maraschino cherry, I do this bit. Where I'm like, I can tie this in a knot with just my tongue. Which, of course, I've never done in my entire life. The way that she coughs like a two-year-old in front of Joshua with this thing in her mouth. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, with her mouth open and her finger up. It is so funny. So well done. She changes into her uh, lucky cleavage dress. I love that bit. There's so oh, many man. funny fucking beats in this to cover. There really are, yeah. The dress and then the Joey feeling her up the whole time. <laughs> She's like, will you zip it up? And he starts zipping it down. Zip it up! Hilarious. Now, we have to talk about Spin the Bottle. Oh, my God. Because this is, like... I okay. Well, I looked up. I was trying to figure out how they got it to land on the people that they wanted, and I didn't get any mm. confirmation for for this, but I know that you can get, like, you put, like, a magnet on the top of the bottle, and then you, like, just set the magnet near, like, who you want it to land on. That's probably how they did it, but I looked and looked, and I couldn't find confirmation on how they got the bottle. Don't you think that they just did it a bunch until it worked? I mean... Maybe they maybe have. It wouldn't trick, take that long. But I feel like if you're gonna if you're performing it in front of a live studio audience, you probably oh, like for I the see. joke to land. You probably want it to like work every time. So that's I see. what I would okay. guess. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I cracked up so hard when she's explaining how to do it, and it lands on Gunther, and he's all ready to kiss her, and she's like, "Okay," and just goes away. Yeah, just, and then, yeah, oh my god. And then... I also, like, before, like, before we even got to the spin the bottle, how she was like, I have to figure out a way to kiss him, and Monica was like, mistletoe, and she's like, it's not Christmas. And then she was like, spin the bottle, and she was like, we're not 14. (laughs) So funny, and then yet, cut to them doing it. This spin the bottle (laughs) bit, where it lands between Emily and Joey, like, three times, and they have to keep kissing and Joey is so fucking funny in this episode where he's like he's in the hat the whole time you just know he loves wearing the party hat oh yeah you know you know he loves it cuts them off and he's like if you don't want to play why'd you come into the party and that movement (laughs) the way he moves the hat up his head it's so funny it's so funny Joey and Chandler's like commentary in this episode is so funny to me and I feel like I feel like we're really giving them, like, they don't have a storyline, but I think we're, like, really utilizing them to their best in this episode. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then it finally lands on Josh. Joshua, sorry. And... 
How dare you? Rachel's like creepy little crawl across the circle to him is like imprinted in my mind forever. It's so good. And they're about to kiss, but then the baby kicks and everyone jumps up to feel the baby kicking in Phoebe. And then she kisses Josh's pant leg. (laughs) (laughs) And it just gets worse. It just gets worse. Okay, wait. After the podcast, remind me (laughs) to tell you my Rachel cheerleader story because I'm not telling it on the show. But I will tell yeah, you after. As it's if that the bad. pant leg kissing was not cringy enough. The ultimate cringe mm-hmm. in this episode is, of course, when Rachel comes in dressed in her old high school cheerleading uniform. I cracked up so hard at Monica being like, she was like gonna stop her. And then she's like, you know what? I kind of want to see what happens. Yeah. Like with Rachel, she's like, you know what? There's no point. You're not going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> Let's yeah, I mean, along. honestly, yeah, it, 100%. <laughs> that's how it is. Do the same. <laughs> so Rachel does an impromptu cheer for <laughs> Emily's bon voyage. <laughs> it goes on way longer than it needs to. And it culminates in her doing a cartwheel into the bedroom <sighs> and crashing into, I assume, the bed or something. And then, like... <laughs> like making her lip bleed and, and chipping, chipping a tooth. tooth and when they come out they're like are you okay and she's like i'm, I'm a dentist that re- <laughs> it reminded me of uh when i was in youth group at church and it was karaoke night and uh oh my group went up and i was like i'm gonna be a performer baby and i was like i want this like solo part and I was like going to grab the mic from someone else in the group on stage. And I think I pulled it too hard when they released it. And in front of everyone, it smashed into my mouth and a piece of my braces flew off into the audience. Glory. <laughs> and I was like, all part of the performance. <laughs> Stop. Stop. So this moment of performance gone wrong, uh, culminating in humiliation, I deeply felt. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. Hey, at least the braces were there to protect your fucking teeth, though. Damn. That mic had other plans. Oh, oh my God. I, you know what? I did look up to see. I could. I, I rewound it a couple of times because I was really trying to figure out. It looks like Jennifer Aniston doing the cartwheel. It didn't look like a stunt double to me, but like, I'm also one of those people who like cannot believe that a human can do a cartwheel. Like, I've never done one. I no, you no. haven't. Like, is this it? Like, I guess it's easier to do a cartwheel than I thought because it must be her. But in my mind, I was like, this must be a stunt double. I was like hacking into Google trying to figure it out. Cartwheels are so easy. You just like. You just fling your body to the side and it goes. I've never a successful cartwheel. I've done somersaults, but I've never done a cartwheel. Oh, I can't do a somersault, but I can. I mean, I, I, probably, mean, I haven't done a cartwheel in. I probably can't do a somersault now, but I could. I feel like if I were to do a cartwheel, my boobs would actually hit my face. 
like they would come down <laughs> in the other way and touch my chin. Like they definitely Well, I worry would. that I would suffocate from my boobs if I tried to do a somersault now. But when I was younger, I could do one. Oh my god. I mean, I yeah, I I haven't tried to do a cartwheel in a while. I won't try to do one now. <laughs> Don't ask but me. I definitely I, de- I feel like if I was on a show and they were like, can you do a cartwheel? I'd be like, yeah, fuck, I'll if try. If I could do a cartwheel, I would be pulling that out at every party. People would just be mid-conversation and wanna... I'd be like, hey, do you want anything from the kitchen? Whoa! <laughs> like, I would be doing it everywhere all the time. You would be like the Barbie that got played with too much. <laughs> a weird Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> when she's in the splits all the time, that would be you. Yeah, I would be that Barbie. I would do it. I if I could do a back like handspring, whatever those are. You know, that's a, I wouldn't walk anymore. I'd just be flipping down the street. Like, but I can't do any of these things. I maybe it's because our boobs are so big that we can't throw our you know, bodies I like wish that. I could blame it, but I can't. I've never been coordinated. I've never, never been slick, as the kids say. Gotcha. We should take gymnastic classes together as 30-year-olds. Oh, my God. That'd be so fun, actually. We could we could be, like, TikTok influencers where it's, like, our journey to become gymnasts at the age of 32. They said it couldn't be done. Like, we could become inspirational. I used to love gymnastics, but I had to quit because the chalk that they have you use was fucking up my asthma because oh. I was... I had so much asthma, so I had to quit because of the chalk and all the running. It was so sad, but it's so funny. You know, I'm flexible, but I'm not coordinated. So I did do gymnastics, mm. and then they polite me, polite me. They politely asked me to stop humiliating myself. I always thought I was really good at dancing because I was in like a I went to, like, a dance school, and, like, I was in the shows, and, like, you know, I'm like, well, obviously, they're putting me in these shows because I'm yeah. good. My mom was paying for classes. I didn't realize that, like, she was paying to have me do this. Like, duh, that's how dance schools oh, you work. you didn't know that it was, like, classes that you pay for. You thought that you just, like, randomly showed up, and they were like, she's great. Put her on stage. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, like, dance teams... Yeah. Like how, like, like I didn't know that you paid to be on dance team. Like, I just thought that, like, all the moms talked to them at the front. Like, I never, as a kid, I just didn't think, because I started dance at, like, three. Mm-hmm. So I was just there. I was at the dance studio all the time. I was in the talent shows, like, whatever, you know? Then I get to uh, junior high. No one's paying, because it's, you're, like, on a dance yeah. team. Sweetie, I didn't make a single, Mm -hmm. like, competition show. I didn't get cast in anything. Watch back some videos. Babe, (laughs) it was not good. It was not good. Like, three-year-old to, like, 12-year-old me is pretty good. Like, we've got got a bit of a handle on it. I don't know what happened, (laughs) but it was not, it was bad. And the same thing happened with soccer, too. I made one goal, and I played for five years, and I was a midfielder. And here was the misunderstanding. My parents thought that I wanted to play soccer. I thought my parents wanted me to play soccer. So we were both doing it for each other, 
and nobody wanted to oh, be involved. No. I hated soccer. I had asthma running up and down this field having to take a knee all the time because I can't breathe and put my hands on my head and everybody's pissed again because Katie can't breathe. I just, And I was terrible. I was terrified of the ball. I would run around with my hands like this trying to get the ball away from me if it would come near me at all. And I never understood the game. So I was constantly getting us penalized. It was awful. So I did the sports. Wasn't great. But fuck did I do them. <laughs> I did the dance. I did the gymnastics. I did the soccer. I was shit at all of them. But I gave it my best. I'm scared because Nolan is an athlete. And he is going to want our children to be in sports and I can't think of Mm. any like the idea of having to go to a children's soccer game turns my like blood to ice like I am like so scared and I've never been more scared and I'm really hoping that they're kind of bad so that they don't like it and that they stop doing it and I don't have to go into any games but they're gonna be good because Nolan is like has sports in his that could be a, a them thing Y'all bond. You take them to baseball. You have a good time. You take that. Don't let them play football, though. It's too rough on the brain. You let them play soccer. Have a good time. I'll see you once a month at one of the games. It'll be the special game when mommy shows up. Feeder camp, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You sure you don't want to go listen to Gypsy with me? You don't want to. You're praying to God you have a gay kid and he's just going to come out with a baseball bat. I want my children to be sweet. Or at least the boys. I, it, <laughs> I understand. Um, listen, all power to you, and I wish you luck, babe. Thanks, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I'm not coming. No, Don't invite me. I'd, no, I would never. I would never make someone do that. I will invite you to the plays if they're in plays, though. I don't know that I want to do <laughs> that either, babe. But once they're in high school and they're, like, better. Are they better? <laughs> Because I can think back to, like, my performance in Aida, and it was not my best, okay? Can we talk about um, this moment of friends that I'm going to think about for the rest of my life that made yeah, me... Yeah, please, share. This made me laugh so hard, and I did not remember that this ever happened, and it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. After Rachel does her cartwheel into the bedroom and, like, fucks up her face and is humiliated... Gunther just leans into Emily and goes, Rachel is my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got like gloves on because I think he was like washing their dishes or something. And he like, he's he's never been creepier. And like, I'm going to think about this till the day I die because it was one of the funniest things I've seen on this show for some reason. This is what I'm saying when like in an alternate universe, he murders her. He literally kills Rachel. Rachel is my girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not. Please get out. Stop. And then he murders her in the gloves. Well. Yeah. You know what? Maybe Rachel will wish that she was dead after this conversation between her and Joshua. Would they go inside the room to go get his coat? And in a last ditch attempt, she starts taking off her bra. I mean, Joey told her to. But that's, like, the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean... Could you imagine if you were just having a conversation with someone and they started taking off their bra, like, at a party? 
Or like I keep giving myself more of a comb over. I'm like tucking this hair behind my head. But or like imagine that you're just like talking to some guy that you like kind of sort of know that you're hanging out with for the first time, and he just like unbuttons his pants or like takes off his belt or something. Okay, but like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, same. hold on, hold on. I bet it's the no, removal of clothing of like intimate clothing. Hold on. Yes, true. But if I took a survey on the street of a hundred guys and I said, "Hey, you're on a you're on a date with a girl. You guys are sitting on the couch or something," and she just is like, "Hold on," and she takes her bra off under her clothes and pulls it out from under, they're going to think it is one crazy talented. Any guy that I have done this in front of, they ask me where I went to wizardry school, and then they've never had a faster boner. Because they can't, they're like, oh my god, she took her bra off, but I can't see her boobs, but I need to see her boobs. But they're not it's, on a date, it, and they're not by themselves sitting on a couch. They're at a party. Which is why this is bad. <laughs> not good. But also, like, if, I feel like if, like, the desperation was not happening in this situation, like, you know, this is bad, I would read the room in this case and not take my bra <laughs> off, personally. But in, like, if I were at a party talking to some guy and took my bra off in the middle and I was like, oh, it's uncomfortable, hold on. He wouldn't stop thinking about that I for a month. I still think that'd be such a fucking weird thing to do. <laughs> it's it's so weird. weird. Don't undress at a party. Unless you're, like, in a back room with someone or whatever and it's the move. But, like, he's just having a conversation with her. In a back room? Yeah, but not that. She's not yeah, in the middle of the party. there for the purpose of, like, ooh, we're gonna, like, make out or something. No, but in her head, she's spiraling, so she sees her opportunity to take her I bra mean, I'm off. I'm just saying it's so weird. I, I do see in this case where it, it is weird. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever take your bra off in front of someone. I'm just saying, like, this is such a creepy thing to do. I just feel like if you were, like, at some party that was, like, super dark, and then I was all of a sudden, like, hold on, hold my drink, my bra is uncomfortable. And then I, like, took it off and then put it in my bag. Great party trick. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Idea in this scenario. This scenario terrible. I'm thinking of others now. She finally comes clean about the fact that she wants to seduce him. (laughs) He's like, I can't. I can't. We have to move on anymore. You're mad. Are you mad? No. It's just like, how much more can we argue about it? We both know it was a weird move. Uh, We'll lose health if I don't. It's just the way that you, you literally deadpan face. Okay, so, and I was like, oh, she's fucking done. Is she mad shit? Did I okay, okay, for okay. too long? To appease you, yes, if you were on a date with someone and you were sitting on the couch with them, and it's clear that, like, you. there's heat, that is an appropriate take off your bra out of the sleeve moment, and it would be hot and it would be cool. I have nothing against that. Oh, it's all I needed was a little validation <laughs> for my incredible, your incredible idea that I just talked about for a long time. But that's all I needed. And you said, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to go to the next scene. And I said, mm, no, I don't like that. So I had to break out the, you mad at me? And, and here we are. Validated. Right. <laughs> Am I manipulated? <laughs> no, I allowed myself to be manipulated. <laughs> We're both like, no, I, 
yeah, I manipulated her. I'm like, yeah, I manipulated her into be fine with manipulating me, but I know that. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, geez, am I? <laughs> We're playing mind games. Maybe once we get past one o'clock, then we are not in our stride anymore, Katie. We only have one solid window. We're, in- <laughs> We're losing ourselves again. We're turning into Rachel taking our paws well, yeah, up. Well, yeah, validation. Mm. Joshua validates Rachel's crush because he admits yeah. that he likes her too. And I absolutely mm-hmm. love his delivery of, yeah, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're sophisticated. A lot of this isn't based on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so fucking funny. But, like, I feel like if I were him and saw all of that, I would... I wouldn't even tell her I liked her. I just have to go. I have the ache at that point. I can't you know do I it think, anymore. Like, I think guys are a lot more forgiving about this kind of stuff than women are. I do have to say All to right. their credit. Because, like, I feel like if a guy wants to sleep with you, like, he'll overlook a lot Definitely. to sleep with you. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. I think women are a lot more like, you convince me that I want to sleep with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 100%. I feel like if I feel I can I can see them coming back from this. Okay. Um. Okay. But he's not ready. His divorce is like I don't even think finalized. He's got to go. He's not ready. So yeah. she's out. She Mm-mm. goes out to the hallway. We really haven't gotten like a heart to heart between Rachel and Ross. In like in a, a minute. long time. I don't even know since like mm-hmm. season three. I don't know if we've even gotten one this season. So he's out in the hallway. He's like kind of pissed because, you know, she did ruin all of his plans. And instead he had to witness mm-hmm. a breakdown, which honestly sounds a lot more fun. Watching a grown woman cartwheel in a high school cheerleading outfit. <laughs> like that's kind of more fun to me than getting drinks at the plaza, but to <clears throat> each their own. Did you notice or also get really angry by the way that Ross was holding and drinking his beer. You know what? I did not. But you always, you always see the like food and drink stuff that I don't catch. What? Well, Cause like, what are you doing? Like, like holding like the neck and like, it was just, it was weird. <laughs> he was holding. It was just very like I'm acting like I'm drinking this beer. What made me mad was that he had this big fancy date plan for them, and he was wearing like a lime green button down. It was so I was ugly. Like, the fu- like he's going on and on about oh we're gonna get drinks at the Four Seasons, then we're going to the Plaza for dinner, blah blah blah. I'm like, that's what you're wearing. Not even like a jacket. No, he just looks like a. I don't even he- know what. A literal highlighter. It was really bad. I was like, you better, like, be fucking happy that she canceled your plans, because they were not going to let you in, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Saved you an outfit <laughs> crisis. But he's all upset, because he's, you know, lamenting the fact that they've only gotten two weeks together, and now Emily has to go home, and Rachel, like we talked about earlier, points out the fact that Emily doesn't seem like she's in it for two weeks. She's getting to know him and his friends. She's looking at his computer camp photo albums. Like, she's Mm -hmm. in it, and Rachel gives him some hope, which is, like, a really nice moment that we really have not, like, all we've seen of them this season is them fighting, so they needed this. Right. And they're coming together over Emily. And I feel like we did kind of need this, like, moment to remind us that they are friends, because this is going to kind of kickstart the storyline of, like, 
oh, Rachel's actually, like, sad about Ross. She's still in love with Ross. Like, it's important that we still show mm. those moments of them not just, like, hating each other. Hating each other. Which, also, right. upon rewatch, yes, this is super cringy, but knowing that she's just doing this all to, like, kind of process through her feelings for Ross without even realizing it, it makes you a lot more, like, sympathetic to... Yeah, you're like, oh, crazy. sweetie, okay. Um, yeah. We also get this classic season three moment with Rachel and Chandler getting to be friends. Finally, Ross is gone. Chandler comes out to sit with her on the loser step, which is how I'll be referring to it from now on. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh comes back and he's like, you know what? All of that stuff I said was true, but he still goes in for the kiss. Mm. But then they don't the kiss. Chandler's there. So then yeah. they have to go into her apartment, presumably to make out. And I feel like they literally only had Chandler enter this scene so that she could have that last line of like, works every time. Oh my God, but it was great. I loved it because it made me laugh out it loud. It was a really good way. Because like the the delusion is so real. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay. I'm it's the cheerleader so outfit. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's definitely that. Okay, babe. Um, so that is the start of the Rachel Joshua actually dating storyline. We did skip over a little bit between Phoebe and Joey, which is just that. Oh, that's you know, right. She wants to eat meat so bad, but she can't because she's a vegetarian. So then Joey makes them steaks. And then he decides that so that she can eat meat during her pregnancy, he is going to become vegetarian to make up mm-hmm. for the meat that she's eating. Cancel right. each other out, you know? Love it. Very cute. So nice of you, Joey. So nice. This is a Phoebe-Joey moment that we love that solidifies their friendship mm-hmm. forever. Um, absolutely loved this episode. Yeah, definitely. So funny. 10 out of 10. Really incredible. Um, what were your titles, Katie? Oh, they're weak. They are weak. Uh, we have the one where Rachel is a cheerleader. Really bland and boring. Uh, we have the one where Phoebe eats meat. <laughs> I kind of like that. And then we have the one where Joey becomes a vegetarian. I like that. Okay, you like hit on stuff that I did not look into at all. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, see, I feel like they're so boring and whatever. I like what the, are yours? The racial cheerleading one. Um, okay. The one with spin the bottle. Okay, I was almost going to do that and then I didn't. Love um, that. The one with the lucky dress. Oh, see, that's and great. Then, um, the one with the impromptu surprise party. That's also I really thought we good. were going to have all the same titles again. We didn't at all, but I like yours. I, I like yours. And you like I mine. I like that you hit on the So everything's, though. everything's good in our little podcast world, so thank God. <laughs> Where can everyone... <sighs> we are. Where can everyone find you, Katie? You can find me uh, my couch smoking weed, but other than that, you can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate. So where can everybody find uh, you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Cuckoo for Clow Clow Puffs. And if you guys liked this episode and you liked the story about my cat falling out the window and you want to see if we survived the hurricane, um, then uh, yes. you can go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a review, give us a five-star rating, and go ahead and share love it. They Were on a Break pod with all of your friends who also love friends. Yeah, do it, please. We'd love um, it. The next episode, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Which one it's is it again? It's the free porn episode. 
Oh, okay. I I need to rewatch. I don't really remember what happens other than the free I, this porn. This is another one that I usually skip. I think this is the one where Phoebe finds out that she's having triplets as well. Uh, yeah, when she was talking, like, the baby needs meat. I was like, oh, she must not know that she has three of them <laughs> you know in there you yet. You okay, got people it. walking down the street and you think, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's the line that I always think of. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't seen a lot of Frank and Alice, so we see them again, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're back in the in the porn okay. episode. Mm, so we okay. have to talk Great. about them. Well, then good. All is right with the world. Beautiful. I hope you guys enjoyed my grilled Ugh. cheese a- ASMR. Um, <laughs> I did, personally, so. <laughs> it was a good time. I enjoyed it because I got it to eat it. It was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally you're racing off right now because you're like, yeah, my food's here, I have to go! go! My California chicken cafe just got here. <laughs> Yum, though. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.